Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome, one and all, to Storybox, the place to be if you are a lover of stories learning, growth, and you want to improve your life. My name is Jay Phantom, and I've made it my purpose to unbox and share the amazing stories from people of every profession all over the world. I am truly grateful that you have decided to listen in today. Now let's journey into the story box together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Welcome back, everyone, to a special episode of the Storybox podcast. My next guest, if you saw when you clicked on this episode, is none other than the legendary man himself, Mr. Tony Robbins. Now, for those of you who don't know who Tony Robbins is, this man doesn't even need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway in just a moment. But I have to tell you this story. I have to take you back to the story of really how this came to be. Now, way back in November of 2019, I created a list. I call it a wish list, really, of all the people whose stories that I wanted to share on this podcast to hopefully help motivate, inspire, and make you guys realize that you are worth something in life and in society and that you don't have to subscribe to what those negative beliefs are often plaguing many people with. Um, and especially we live in such a negative society. So I wrote down, I think it was quite a few names. And the second person on my list is my guest today, Tony Robbins. And honestly, I was persistent, persistent, persistent in sending emails. Uh, and one lady who shall remain anonymous, but I just want to personally make a message to her that she is the woman who believed in me enough, she gave me a chance. She was extremely kind, extremely generous, and she was always in communication with me. She even made sure that I was prepared and had everything that I needed going into this episode. So I personally want, you know who you are, and I personally want to say a huge thank you. Thank you so much for making this possible, making this happen, because you really helped a dream of mine become a reality in such a short space of time. You know, you put a huge smile on my face. Um, and honestly, I cannot thank you enough um, for everything that you've done. So I thought I would share that with you guys. Now, for those of you who don't know who Tony Robbins is, I'm going to do a formal introduction for you now. 
But Tony Robbins is an entrepreneur, a number one New York Times bestselling author who has literally changed the landscape of the kind of content that you get in books. It's really something truly remarkable. I have uh, three of his books, which is pretty cool, and I highly recommend that you get them because they will literally change your life. As with everything that Tony does, it changes your life in some way. But Tony is also a philanthropist as well. He's constantly giving back to people. He's feeding millions and upon millions of people around the world, which is honestly truly remarkable uh, thing to do. He's, he's constantly giving of his time. He runs multiple businesses and he's doing a lot of speaking. His energy is, is really infectious and he's been doing it for more than 44 years. And more than that, Tony is now the nation's number one life and business strategist, which is something to really marvel at. Millions of people around the world have enjoyed the warmth, humor, and transformational power of Tony's business and personal development events. He's got a film on Netflix which says, I am not your guru, but Tony is a master of personal development and helping you guys realize your true potential, your purpose, and your worth. So I know you guys are really going to love this episode that I did with Tony. I tried to ask questions that he hadn't really been asked before. And I'm glad to say that his, his answers to this were something truly special, uh, to me at least. Um, and I hope you guys get something from it. Uh, he's got a new challenge out that I'm pretty excited to share with you guys today, which we also do talk about in this interview. It's called the New World, New You Challenge. And you can check out all the details in the show notes below. It's a free, that I mentioned free, course for five days, which goes through everything that you need in order to achieve and be the best version of you heading into 2021. Now, normally what happens uh, when we have a new year is we set goals. I don't know about you, but I set myself goals every single day that I try and tick off. But for a lot of people, going into the new year means going and reestablishing or, or re-making uh, themselves in, an, in a new way. So this challenge is going to help you not only remain committed, but really dive into how you can keep committed to your goals this year and even moving forward. So you can check that out. It's free. Did I mention that? Uh, normally these, these courses are a lot of money, trust me. Uh, but this one is one that you need to uh, participate in if you do struggle at any, any level with setting goals and knowing your worth. So, uh, Everything will be in the show notes below. Also check out TonyRobbins.com for more information if you do need some as well. But here is the exciting part. You guys get to uh, watch the full video now over on YouTube. So if, if you prefer the YouTube video, then go check that out. It's in the show notes as well. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Just click all the links. It's all there. Make sure that you go and watch the video. It is pretty damn cool. I have to say, uh, if, I, if I do say so myself, sorry. But make sure as well, if you do get something from this, that you share it around to everyone that you know. Um, make sure this one goes absolutely viral. Not because of fame or anything like that, but because the message that Tony brings is extremely powerful and it can benefit many, many people. So I really appreciate you guys doing that. Also, leave a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, it goes a long way 
in helping build this incredible community so I can bring on more people like Tony Robbins to inspire you guys and become better. Okay, with that being said, my friends, you know what time it is. It's my favorite part. It's time to dive into the story box and hear the one, the only, Tony Robbins story. Thanks, Jay. It's nice to meet you. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. It really is. Um, I'm geeking out. <laughs> I really am. Um, before we begin and dive into, I guess, all the good stuff, I have one question I love asking all my guests, and I've wanted to ask you this question for a long time, and that is, what does success look like to you? I think it changes over time for people. You know, I grew up really poor financially. Success looked like having a good meal. Uh, but now it's providing 100 million meals every year, which I've done for the last six years here in the United States. You know, I committed to feed a billion people because somebody fed me and my family when I was 11 years old and we had no money for food. So I never forgot it. I swore I'd find a way to help. So I fed two families when I was 17 and then four the next year and then eight. I just kept doubling it. I had a small company. I got my employees involved. And then I eventually got to 4 million people a year. I was feeding 2 million through my uh, foundation and 2 million for me personally. And then I was writing this book, Money Master the Game, and interviewing 50 self-made billionaires, you know, Warren Buffett, Ray Dalio, Carl Icahn. I mean, the biggest ones in the world, Paul Tudor Jones. And I watched while I was doing this, the contrast of the American Congress passing a new budget where they reduced the assistance to people who need it for food in our country by over $5 billion, which meant every family that needs food, not people taking advantage of people who need it, had to give up one week of food per month unless the private sector stepped in. So I was like, okay, you know, how many people I fed in my lifetime? And I found it was 42 million people. I was really proud of that. And I was like, what if I fed 40 million people in a year? What if I fed 50? And I was like, what if I made a hundred, what if I fed a billion people over 10 years? And then that became my new definition of success. So now we're at 700 million meals and climbing. And then, you know, it looks like, you know, we've freed, we've provided 25,000, the funding for 25,000 children to be freed from slavery. Um, I used my birthday this last year and I got everybody together and brought this group of celebrities, entertainers and so forth. And we raised uh, $14 million. I added five to it, eventually added 8 million to it. So we're literally saving these kids. What it looks like to me is, you know, I've got a hundred kids that are in Africa that have provided surgeries for so they can see again. You know, um, it's like, those are the things that get you. And I, and I don't think it's like, I'm so special. I think it's just, as you're a human being, you know, when you're young, it's a little bit about me because that's what you know, it's part of the evolution. It's not your bad. Mm -hmm. And as you get older, it's really about your family. And then maybe you grow to it, your community or your company, or maybe it's eventually humanity for some people. And so I find that, you know, life supports whatever supports more of life. So if you're looking to get something for yourself alone, motive does matter. You, you will get insights because you're part of life. You know, it's like if a bumblebee goes to try to get that nectar, it gets it, but it's doing something else. It's legs are touching on that pollen and that's how we have more flowers. So like even your supposed selfish desires still produce results for other people. But if your goal is to support a family, now you have a, a higher level of, of input, I believe, trying to support a community or humanity, not virtual signaling bullshit. I mean, you know what's in your heart and the universe knows what's in your heart or God, whatever you want to call it. And so I believe you get those kinds of insights. So for me, success is impact. Success is enjoying life while you're having that impact. You know, it's like I used to just work to try to help everybody. And I, you know, you said, oh, I'm happy. Of course I'm happy. You know, But I was just driven to have the impact. Today, you know, I'm 60 years old. I've, I've lived a lot of life. 
So I've been doing this. This is my 44th year doing this. You know, I started when I was two, of course. But you think <laughs> about 44 years, you you grow in different ways. You know, I, I buried three fathers and a mother. I've been told I have a tumor in my brain and I'm going to die. You know, I've had companies that look like they're going to be bankrupt. And of course, fortunately, they didn't. I turned them around. But when you've been through all that stuff, you know, you, you look at life differently. And so I know you have a lot of young uh, viewers. And I hope those in their 20s and 30s hear my respect for them because you're at a stage of life where you get a chance to decide the path of your life going forward. And in the middle of COVID, in the middle of, in my country, political unrest and so forth, this is the time for you to shine because when winter comes, most people freeze and freak out. And so they stop growing. And people ask me all the time, what does it take to really be happy? And I say one word, progress. Hmm. Progress equals happiness. If you're growing, if you're expanding, it doesn't matter who you are. You can have billions of dollars and millions of people love you. If you're not growing, you're to be miserable. We've seen people like, you know, Robin Williams take his life. We've seen, you know, like great designers take their lives, right? You know, we've seen intelligent people take their lives because they stop feeling that aliveness that growing and giving gives you. So if you want to know what I think at this stage of life, having lived 60 years, you got to grow or you die inside. And you got to give or you don't feel any meaning in your life. And life isn't always happy, but it can always be meaningful. And if it's meaningful, life is rich. Mm. That, there's so many avenues I could go down with that response. That's probably like the perfect response I've ever heard to that question. <laughs> so many, so many great characteristics that you mentioned there. One of them that I would like to ask you is when you first got fed by that family, two questions coming from that was, how did that make you feel? And secondly, was it a challenge for you to actually feed your first family, then your second family? Yeah, it was. It, it started with um, someone coming to the door and the person who delivered it was just the delivery person. So the people who were tell, taking care of us, I think my mom thinks they know who it was. It was a woman in her 80s, she thinks, but she passed and we never were able to confirm it. But boy, did her, you know, active of kindness have some impact because now I'm feeding a billion people because of it. But I, I would say that really what's what, what to, to try to boil it down to what the real triggers are. I think it's what I felt was different than my father, my father, I asked him to come to the door. And because uh, when I opened the door and my mom and dad were yelling and saying things you can never take back, which is brutal stuff. Um, and I go to the door and there's this tall guy there with his two bags of groceries. And he had a, a an uncooked turkey in a pan on the ground. He'd sat down beside him and he goes, is your father here? I'm like, just one moment. <laughs> so I thought my dad would be so excited, but he came when he opened the door, he looked at this man and he goes, we don't take charity. And he went to slam the door, but the man's foot was there. So it bounced off his foot and the man's still holding the food. And he said, sir, I'm just the delivery guy. You know, somebody knows that you're having a tough time. We all have tough times. And they want you to have a beautiful Thanksgiving. And my dad said, we don't take charity. He went to go push it again. But this time the guy had leaned into it. I don't know if he did it deliberately, but the door hit his shoulder and the foot and bounced off again. And now my dad was getting hot. And the man looked at me, saw me behind my dad. And he said, sir, please don't let your ego get in the way of feeding your family. And I thought my dad was going to deck him in the head. I mean, he was so angry. My dad was shaking. I remember the veins in the side of his neck. And then he just took the food, slammed it on the ground and slammed the door without saying thank you. Mm. So what did I feel? I was shocked. I was so excited. I thought my dad would be so excited. We're going to have food. It's going to be great. But I, I learned something that day. I, I didn't learn it that day. I committed that day that I was going to somehow do this for others. And, you know, when I was 17, I started doing it. I had two families, four, and just kept growing. But 
I realized later on that all of us are making decisions every moment of our life. And all of you people that are listening right now are watching, there's three decisions you're making right now. But the problem is we make these decisions unconsciously. So the first decision is what are you going to focus on? Because focus equals feeling. Whatever you focus on, even if it's not true, you're going to feel it. If you someone told you your friend is not your friend, they're talking behind your back, you're going to go, no, they would never do that. But if two people tell you that, you might go, I can't believe this. And you get angry because you feel hurt. But if you actually confront the person, you might find out it's all bullshit. They misinterpret it. It's not even true. And yet you were angry because focus equals feeling, right? If you think that COVID is the end of the world and you keep focusing on it, or if you watch the news every night, you probably believe that shit. And then all of a sudden the world's over for you. So you've got to take control of your focus. And most people, let me give your, your listeners, your viewers, just three considerations. There are dozens of patterns of focus. It's not what you focus on once in a while that affects you. It's your habit. So I want to ask all of your viewers a question, you too. Which do you, these patterns do you focus on more? Do you focus more on what you have or what's missing? Mm. What would you say for yourself? Most of the time I focus on what's missing is like the what if, what if this doesn't yeah. happen? You know, yeah. I get into that, that mindset. And that's, and that's human nature for, you know, Jay, you're obviously an overachiever. You help people around the world. So I really respect you, but all, I call it the achiever's curse. So I have an audience of, 20,000, 30,000 people, 10,000 people. And I ask this question, if it's one an audience where they've come to see me, these are people that are committed to growing. These are achievers, but they're not happy. Mm. Why? Because if you're constantly focusing what's missing, you can't sustain happiness. And when you don't sustain happiness, it drains the energy that would help you succeed at a higher level. Mm. So, and some people, if you focus on what you have, you're going to feel more fulfilled. You're going to have more energy and follow through. But most achievers, don't, don't get me wrong. It's good every now and then go, okay, what's missing and let's fix it. But when it becomes the habit, which it does for most achievers, you see achievers are always achieving, but they're never really fully happy, mm. right? Here's another pattern. Do you tend to focus more on what you can control or can't control? Now, in the middle of COVID, it's very easy to focus on what you can't control. And there's much we can't control. But when I ask my audience, that's where it's usually different. They focus on what's missing, but they do. They come to me because they're looking for ways to take control of their life. And they know I've got tools and strategies I've accumulated over 40 years to do that. So they're a person who believes there's something I can do. Mm. And, but in the middle of COVID, it's very easy to get conditioned to believe like, well, there's nothing I can do. And that's total bullshit. You can't control the outside world, but you can control the inside world and therefore influence the outside world. You can make things happen. But when your mind gets caught in this habit, you know, you're in trouble. Here's a third one. Do you focus more on the past, the present, or the future? Which one would you focus on more, do you think? We do all three, but which one do you spend more time in, do you think? I try and focus on the present moment as much as I can, more recently, actually. But it's in my nature to focus on, like I was saying, the what is, what hasn't even That's happened right. yet. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, it's the, so for achievers, they're always focused on the future. And as you said, you realize i got to focus on the present. It's the only thing that's real, but I also got to anticipate. And so it's a balance. If you spend most of your time focused on the past, you can't control it. So unless you're thinking of beautiful memories, which most people don't spend most of their time on beautiful memories. So here's what happens. Like I'll ask an audience, 10, 20, 30,000 people, stadium full of people. How many of you know somebody, anybody in your audience, ask them the same question. How many know somebody that takes antidepressants mm. and they're still depressed? How do you explain that? And 90% of people raise their hand. And the reason is because all antidepressants do is they numb you. They don't take care of the source of the problem. The source of the problem is you're focused on what's missing all the time. You're focused on what you can't control and maybe focused in the past. You have all three of those. You're going to be depressed or angry or sad or something. So I show people how to change that pattern of focus 
Then the second decision you got to make is what, you know, what does this mean? Mm. So most people go to the worst meaning. Oh my God, this means they're dissing me. They're disrespecting me. Or are they challenging you? Or are they coaching you? Or are they actually loving you? If you think they're dissing you, disrespecting you, you're going to have a radically different set of emotions and actions than if you think they're loving on you, right? You know, is this happening because God is punishing you? Yeah. Or, you know, or is this not God at all? You're just a lazy bastard. You know, whichever <laughs> meaning you come up with is going to affect the way you live your life. So you got to decide what to focus on. You got to decide what things mean and find an empowering meaning because whatever meaning you get is going to create emotion. And emotion will control your third decision. What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. So if you think they're dissing you, you're going to be angry. If you think they're loving you, you're going to feel connected and you're going to make different decisions. So I teach people these three decisions are where your life is controlled. And most of us make these unconsciously. So I show people, let's get conscious about these patterns. Let's change some of these habits because it's like New Year's resolutions. Nobody, most people never live their New Year's resolutions. By the first week of February, stats show that 85% of the people in the world have already broken it. This year, most people aren't even making one because they're afraid, oh my God, I have no control of my life anyway. But when they do it, they set a goal but they don't have a plan or they set a goal and they don't have rituals. I want to lose 30 pounds and I want to sleep till noon and go have Starbucks to start my day. You know, it's the wrong ritual. So we can take control of anything, but we got to take control of the inside world first. And that's really what my passion is helping people with. Mm, I love that. I'll get to the, your new challenge, which is pretty exciting. I wanted to bounce off what you were saying there. I have this method that I call the cap method. And what I've realized is, and even in my own life, Tony, this is what I used to do all the time. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. People are very good at um, making the choice to accept the current reality for what it is. And they're constantly, they're, they're persistently telling themselves that they're no good. They're not worth anything. And they're never going to do anything. That's the... Yeah the what is right, which is what, yeah. I, what I struggle with for most of my life. But then what if we reverse engineered that? And if yeah. we said, okay, I understand that is my choice to accept my current reality for what it is. And here's the key. If I persistently tell myself that I am good enough, that I, I will achieve and that I can do the things that I have set for myself, my goals, then I will go and do them. And yes. Uh, I, I feel like, and it's almost like you're putting a cap on all the negative in your life and you're tightening it every single time you, you cancel it out and you're persistently like persistence is my favorite word. I live by it. And I have a saying that goes along with it, Tony, which is be persistent to remain consistent at the things that you want. The consistency mm. is the flow on effect of me being persistent. And yes. I think a lot of the people, when they make those new new year's resolutions, they think that, 
oh, okay, I'll do it for two days. And then they, they don't really make that commitment because the negative comes up or it's too hard. It's too painful. I no longer want to do this. And then they get stuck once again. So like, it's just that repeating cycle over and over and over again. I think once we make that choice to accept that we can change 100%, the persistence is the key for me. The persistence of always, always trying to change. Well, what you're, you're really talking about is the core habit that makes people successful. And that is it. It's, I would say it's hunger first because hunger will give you persistence without effort. You know, clearly, mm-hmm. Jay, you have a hunger. Anybody that I've met who's successful at what they do, they're hungry to be more, to do more, to give more, to shape more. They won't settle for how things are. They've got to make it better. And when you have that hunger, I don't care if it's, you know, you know, with somebody like Mark Benioff, my dear friend from Salesforce, or whether it's Richard Branson. I mean, Richard Branson is as hungry today as when he was 16 years old and he's, you know, it's late 60s. Mm-hmm. So it's like that hunger will make you persist. But if you don't have something to hunger to serve more than yourself, it's hard to sustain that hunger. And the other thing I tell people is, you know, you got to do what you're doing, which is feed your mind. And it's what your viewers are doing right now. It's like you bring them a variety of people and it's giving you another perspective. And you may agree with or disagree with it, but it's great to have another perspective. That's how we grow. But I also tell people one more thing. It's not just feeling good or like I hear people say all the time, I'm just not ready, you know, start the business. I'm not ready for that relation. I'm not ready for this. You're never ready. You know, it's like if I I don't feel like I'm ready, I don't give a shit how you feel, right? If you want to really change your life, develop a new habit, which is I don't give a shit how I feel I'm doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. Because if if you do it enough, you'll feel it. But people's like, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. No, (laughs) you know, when you do it long enough, you'll see it and you'll believe it. It's like, you got to get yourself in action. There is no replacement for massive action mm-hmm. other than precision. Like once you take massive action, seeing what's working and refining it, but massive action is the cure-all. You want to deal with your fear, massive action. But the problem is today, people are cooped up, they're locked in place, and they feel like they have no freedom, no choice, no anything. And so lots of people, unfortunately, are just vegging out. We're seeing drug use go through the roof. We're seeing people, you know, living on Netflix and ordering from Amazon. And it's like, Nothing wrong with all those things, but it's not going to make you happy. Mm. Only two things are going to make you happy. I'll give you one word, progress. Yeah. Progress makes you happy. you got to grow and you got to give. There's no way around those two things. But waiting, you know, feeding your mind is the strategy you're doing, which is really great. And developing a habit of persistence absolutely works. But you got to persist whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. And that's developing a different habit. It's like, I'm going to do this no matter what, and I'm going to learn. I'm not going to wait till I'm perfect. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to iterate. And so I think people today, they just... They need more input. And it's, I'm, it's beautiful that in the middle of a place like COVID, it's why I'm doing this, why I'm doing my challenge. It's like, we need to help people where they are. And what's going to help people is new perspectives produce new emotions, produce new actions, produce new habits or persistence. But you also got to find what is it I want to serve beyond myself? Because if it's just about you, like feeding a billion people, you know, I'm already 700 million. Now I'm working on feeding a billion people sustainably around the world and doing an X prize for it. But it's like, it just excites you. The, you know, I always say people, people aren't lazy. They just have infinite goals, goals that don't inspire them. They don't move them. And the goals that won't inspire you really, you're only so inspired for yourself. But if you want to do something like, you know, provide a home for your mom, you know, or get a car for your dad or help your kid do whatever, or help your local community do something. There's something amazing about the human spirit that says we'll do more for others. We love or we care for than we'll ever do for ourselves. Doing for yourself only gives you so much energy. Doing for others will ignite you. 
And I, I know you know what I'm talking about, or you wouldn't be doing what you're doing as well. Mm. I feel I feel the same thing. Like, and that hunger, that drive that you keep talking about, I relate it back to my purpose. Like I figured yeah. it out. I said, this is what I really, really want to do. And I keep telling myself every single day. It's a it's a process. I love how you mentioned that. Like every single day you wake up, no matter how you're feeling, you go back to it and you say, This is exactly why I'm doing it. Otherwise, Tony, like if I had have just I got rejected a lot doing this. So if I had have kept on like, you know, oh, I'm I'm being rejected. So what's the point? No. Yeah. I pushed through it. And then when exactly. you push through it, there's this amazing moment. It's an amazing feeling. It's like, yeah, I, you I, did it. Like, you did it enough times. You got to the other side where now you get to feel it. Right. Exactly. But most yeah. people got, I want to feel it before I can do it. And if you're doing something new, like you're taking a new challenge, like you're building, let's say your podcast, it's not an easy thing to do. There's lots of rejection involved and you're not going to get the good feedback up front. No. But you know, it's like, it's like having a child, you know, God fills mothers and fathers full of oxytocin. So we love that child, even though they look like a monkey with no teeth when they begin or a lizard or some shit, right? <laughs> but we think our kids are the greatest things on earth because our biochemistry goes there. Well, mm -hmm. your biochemistry comes from taking action. If you take that action, the biochemistry will change. And I've been teaching people how to change their mental, emotional states for, you know, 44 years, my 44th year. And I can tell you, there was a research study done about four years ago at Harvard that took what I teach for 44 years and proved it scientifically. And they didn't even do everything I do. All they did was what they call power postures, where they had somebody stand like Superman or Wonder Woman, you know, your hands on your hips, shoulders back, head straight. And in two minutes, your biochemistry changes. You will see whether you're a man or woman doesn't matter. You get a surge of 25% more testosterone. You have a reduction of the, the, the stress hormones in your body, cortisol, by 30%. And you're 33% more likely to take action just by putting your body in a certain posture. Well, when you breathe, move, use your voice in a different way, when you act, when you take massive action, your biochemistry changes. So you just gotta train yourself to do it so it becomes a habit like you're doing. And then if you keep persisting and changing your approach, like, you know, if you keep running east looking for a sunset, persisting, <laughs> it's not gonna work. You need the right strategy with that persistence. Mm -hmm. But if you do what you're doing and anybody else does, you keep learning, there's no limit to where you can take your life. Absolutely. I'm curious, Tony, you've been doing this for 44 years. Like what motivates you? What keeps you going? And secondly, do you ever get sick of it? Do you ever get tired of it? <laughs> no, maybe my wife might, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> she gets sick. You know, last year, well, not last year, 2020, 2019, give you a perspective. I went to 118 cities in 16 countries, Australia three times. And I'm, you know, it's a 40 hour flight to go round trip to get there and back. So um, my wife was, you know, feeling a little bit of the wear and tear to say the least. But no, I never get tired of it. And what's meaningful to me is, is I suffered so much in my youth and childhood. I, I, it's not a concept for me. I know what that feels like. So anybody else suffering, I want to do something. But more importantly, I love to see people fully alive again. I see them claim their power and remember who the hell they are. And you don't do that just by talking to people. That's why I do seminars, because you get people in experiences where they're changing their physical body, the way they move, the way they breathe, the way they speak. And then it develops a new habit. So it's not like some pump up. I've never believed in positive thinking. I, you know, I don't think you should go to your garden and say, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, you know, and chant, there's no weeds. There's still weeds there. You got to pull them out. I'm not into bullshit. I'm into the truth. But the truth is thinking of the worst scenario is going to make you do nothing, right? So you got to learn to take control of that. And so a big part of what I believe everybody needs is new habits in their body. It's like you can read about swimming or you can go swimming. 
And that's why I still do the seminars I do because first of all, I went through just like everybody else did. And you can imagine this is my life's work. You know, I have 74 companies. We do 6 billion in business. But the one that matters most to me is this mission of mine, this, this educational company. So when all of a sudden they shut us down everywhere in the world, man, I was in Australia last year and I got mercury poisoning. Mm. I was doing my Date with Destiny seminar. They rushed me to the hospital. I lost a third of my blood supply. And the doc said, you're going to be here for four days. I said, I got thousands of people waiting. I said, I got to go finish the seminar. He goes, you're not going. I said, you can't keep me here. <laughs> so we made a deal. He gave me a wheelchair and I did the rest of the seminar from the wheelchair. That's how crazy committed I am, right? So when all of a sudden they tell me, people are calling me saying, are you going to cancel your seminar? I go, I never cancel a seminar. Are you crazy? <laughs> but then the government shut me down everywhere from Amsterdam to Moscow to the UK to Sydney, Australia, right? You know, big events. So it's like, okay, no one's going to stop me. They, they won't let us put 10,000 people together. What's the minimum? A hundred. Okay, great. We're going to get a thousand theaters and we'll do a hundred people in each theater, you know, 50 people in each theater. And then they shut down theaters. Then it was like churches. They shut down churches. So what do you do? You know, I went through the same emotions anybody did. I went through shock, like this is impossible. They're gonna make healthy people sit still. We've never done that in human history, right? Okay, uh, and then you go into anger or frustration and then you might go into sadness or depression. And then eventually when you go through a loss like that, hopefully you get to where you accept it. But I don't think acceptance is the last stage. I think the last stage for an achiever is create something new. So that's what I did. It's like, okay, I'm going to find a way to reach people. I swore I'd never do it in people's homes because, you know, I'm used to, you know, a giant stadium and the sound system and the group dynamic. But I wasn't going to do some stupid, you know, old man webinar. It's like, okay, I hired six companies. I brought them together. I want to create an app so people can click and laugh and connect. I want to bring them on screen. I want 50 foot high ceilings, 50 foot wide. I want to see 3,000 people swish and see another 3,000 interact with them. And so I spent... $13 million and built this stadium. And now I'm doing seminars all over the world. I'm reaching more people and I'm in their homes and it works, but you get to see people with their children and with their, their husbands or their wives. And it, it's even more impactful in some way. So I still love live events. I love them more, but now I'm doing live around the world like this. Cause I, I went through those stages we all go through, but then I figured out how to create. And that's really what my focus is now. Last July, I saw people stuck at home around the world. I was like, I got to help people. They don't have money for an event, many of them. Some do, but like, we just got to help everybody. So we did this challenge. And I think that the, probably the greatest story of humanity is the story of the comeback. You know what I mean? It's like, we all get knocked to our knees. COVID pretty much took everybody to their knees. I don't care who you are, unless you're Amazon or, you know, or you sell some other, you know, toilet paper or something. <laughs> you're, you're in a challenging time, right? So it's like everybody can take their needs, but the comeback story is the story of somebody who comes back. They, they get off their knees, they find their way, and they don't just get back to where they were, they get better than they were. So we put together, I, I called my Eric, who's the founder of Zoom. He's a good friend of mine. And I said, you, you limited this thing to a thousand people. I need to get to 30,000, you know? Well, we ended up having a half million people. So Zoom couldn't handle them all. We did a bunch on Facebook at 400,000 people. And we went day, every day I said I was going to go an hour. I went about two hours, some days, two and a half, and just gave people the best content for their body, their mind, their emotions, relationships. And then we put them in a Facebook group. And for the last six months, they've been helping each other change and improve. So I'm doing that again. Only people said, will you please do one more? And I said, I'll do one in 2021. But then he said, please do it at the beginning of the year. And it made sense because mm. it's like the new one is called new world, new you. Because yeah. it's a new world. And you need a new you to be able to maximize what's happening in this world. So we're doing five days in a row. I'd say an hour, but if you're going to join me, it's free. It'll be about two hours each day, probably. I get a little carried away, but I want to add so much value. 
But at the end of five days, you're going to have unbelievable content for your body, your business, your career, your finance. But you also have a cool community of people from more than 100 countries that you can work with, who can help you and you can help each other. So that's my contribution back. And I get paid by seeing the result. And then, you know, when you help this many people, other people decide to come to your seminars or they tell other people to come. So it's not like I don't benefit, but it's just, it's the right thing to do. So I'm doing another one coming up on seven days from now, January 21st. Um, and it goes for five days and it starts at, what is it? 2, 2 p.m. Eastern uh, for my Australian friends. That's the middle of the night, but we had it. And I think there's a tape delay for you, but we had thousands of Australians do the one we did in July. Mm. And I love Australia. You know, I used to live in the Gold Coast for a period of time. And I don't say that about every country, <laughs> but I really love the Australian. The, you, when you live in Australia, you don't realize mateship is a real thing. Yeah. You don't realize the cultural component because it's like a fish in water. But when you live in other parts of the country or world and you come to Australia, it's one of the most special places on earth. And so I'm sad to see everybody shut down and locked down, but I think I can make a difference wherever they are and there's no charge for it. So if anyone wants to join us, they come January 21st through what is it, the 25th, 26th. Um, and then go to make2021myyear.com, make2021myyear.com, which is what we're going to help you do during those five days. Now, for those people listening, this is Tony Robbins, who is giving you free, free stuff. Like this is insane. <laughs> five so days of training. Five days of free training, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, I'll make sure that this is shared out to as many people as absolutely possible. I'll be doing it myself. I did awesome. you unle unleash the power within, which is absolutely crazy good. Oh, I'm Even, so glad you enjoyed that. I was actually doing it during work. <laughs> like <laughs> I was, I had the Zoom on and I was, I was like listening and low yeah. volume, but still doing yeah. it. it. Was it was an absolutely amazing thing. That's um, awesome. Two quick final questions, Tony. Sure. If that's okay with you. Um, sure. If you could ask a question to anyone alive or dead, who would it be? Why? And what question would you ask them? Oh, that's a good question. Well, maybe right now I don't reach out to Dr. Fauci and say, how come you keep changing the goalposts? <laughs> you know, first you told us we're going to do this for two weeks to flatten the curve, which we did. And then you went for three months. Then you told us, oh, we can't do this till we have a vaccine. Now we have a vaccine. You're saying people still need to wear a mask and still need to isolate. Then what good is the vaccine when 99.7% of the people survive this? Mm. I mean, I'd really love to know what it is. And I'd also ask him, what's the last time you actually worked with people? Because he's a very good man, but... He hasn't worked with patients in years, so he's in his head. Or I'd ask him, what are you going to do about the 200 million people the UN says are going to die of hunger this year because we've shut down all travel? So Tanzania is an example. 80% of their income comes from tourism. They don't have money for food. Mm. So, you're, you know, in San Francisco, three times more people have died in the last nine months from overdoses than have died from COVID, and no one's talking about it. So it seems like our priorities are in balance. We're so obsessed with this virus they were not looking at how it's affecting the quality of life for human beings everywhere. So mm -hmm. I'd probably ask that based on the current situation. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd ask God, what's the purpose of life? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that's uh, that's a, actually a really good question. I think a lot of people would be interested to know the answer to that. Um, <laughs> my final question for you, Tony, this is my all-time favorite question I ask all my guests at the end. I've wanted to know your one for quite some time. But just imagine with me, it's a hypothetical question. Imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. Your friends have all decided to put together a film or a highlight film of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. Probably won't be hard. But they decided to put it all together and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Um, 
I, I, you know, it's ironic. I just had a 60th birthday last year mm -hmm. and uh, it's hard for me to imagine I'm 60. I've been doing this, like I said, for 44 years, but um, we did this party and I, I didn't want to party, but I finally agreed to it. It was a party with a purpose and we raised money for Underground Railroad and we raised, uh, you know, 14 million. I added five, so $19 million to, to, to take care of kids that are enslaved. Uh, and I got to see people from all over the earth that I've worked with over the years celebrities, average people, people with huge physical difficulties that have turned themselves around. And uh, what it made me feel was the all at one night, this, this incredible sense of my life has had meaning. And uh, my life is about love and service. I'm about love and strength. I'm a source of love and strength for anybody who might not be feeling it at this moment. And then what happens is I don't do anything for them. It's like, I'm like the Wizard of Oz. I help them find what's already inside them. I get it to reawaken. And when it's reawakened, they don't need shit from me or anybody else. They just go crush it. And I love to see people crush their life, which to me means live life on their terms, not on somebody else's, not live my life or your life, but whatever their true passion is to see people have that aliveness and to see people awaken to the fact that life's not just about me, but about we, when they start to see that life is about serving something greater than themselves, there's an energy that enters your spirit, your soul, your body, your mind, when you're trying to serve something more than yourself and it could be your family and it could be your community. It could be feeding people. It could be anything, but I, my, I want to see, you know, what I just saw at 60, I'd like to see just magnified at hundred. I'd like to see that many more lives. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm getting closing in on a feeding a billion people. And now I'm working to feed a billion people sustainably. You know, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a private jet, which I never use now because there's no place to go. <laughs> but I decided I wanted to, you know, what, how many, what was my, burn rate in terms of the environment is like 3,000 trees. So I decided to plant 100 million trees. I've already planted 71 million. But it's like those things, you know, seeing the impact uh, of your life to me is what makes life meaningful. Mm, I love that answer. Well, Tony, it's been an absolute pleasure and an honor. I wish I had more time with you because I had so many more questions, but thank you so well, much. Thanks for, for your time as well. And for coming on the Storybox podcast. Thanks, Jay, and keep it up the good work. I know you're reaching people all over the world, and I feel your passion and your sincerity, and those two things matched together will only serve to help many people. So blessings to you, brother. I don't like this part because it means, sadly, we have come to an end of yet another incredible story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform. It's that easy. If you did get something from our guest today, please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it will go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 